My Mac Podcast number 39. The next generation of radio. It's the MyMac.com podcast. Podcasting from the MyMac.com studios, it's your hosts, Tim Robertson and Chad Perry. To another exciting edition of the MyMac.com podcast. Yep, this is podcast number 39, which is the last podcast that you can uh, listen to before you really do need to enter in. Yeah. For uh, the, con- the big giveaway. That's right. This is the last week that we're giving away a copy of Adobe Creative Suite 2, a 1299 value. Yep. We're giving it away free. You betcha. Tell them how to enter, Chad. All you need to do is send your name with the title Adobe CS2 in the the, the header to contest at is it gmail.com? No. No? No. What? It's contest at mymag.com. Oh. In the subject line, you want to put Adobe CS2. Yep. And in the body of the message, you want to put your name, name and address. And mailing address. That's correct. Um, we want to thank Adobe Systems for this. It's uh, it's great working with Adobe to give away such yep. an, an awesome, awesome. I don't, I don't want to say prize necessarily because mm-hmm. I mean, yes, someone's going to win it, but prize just doesn't seem to do it justice to me. It's, yeah, it's, it's bigger more, than that. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> this is great. Yeah, I mean, if if I was in a situation where I wanted a copy of CS2 for say, let's say I was doing some graphic work, mm-hmm. and I couldn't afford to go out there and spend you know thirteen hundred bucks to get it. The, yep. What a perfect way to, to try to get a copy. Yep. I will say quite a few people have entered. I don't want to give mm-hmm. the exact number, but a lot of people have entered the contest. If you haven't yet, please do so. Mm-hmm. When are we uh, taking these up to? We are taking them up until, I believe... The 23rd. The 23rd is what we said. Tuesday the 23rd, 12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, That's USA. Right. After that, you are not eligible to win, so get those entries in. And again, that is Adobe Systems, uh, our buddies over there. Yep. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff to cover today. Uh, so much, in fact, that we're going to completely skip our focus segment and focus on everything else. else. Yep. It's, been a, it's been a really strange week to be a Mac user and an Apple enthusiast. So mm-hmm. um, There's a few things I did want to, uh, to go over real quick. By the way, and, and I get email from people occasionally because they... They hear our contact information, which is mymacpodcast at gmail.com. Right. And people say, hey, can you get me a Gmail account? Because with a Gmail account, you have to have an invite before you can get one. Right. I would think that most people who wanted one probably have one by now. Mm -hmm. However, if there are people out there, say you're using Microsoft's Hotmail, a yahoo.com email address, and you Mm -hmm. want to go with a better system, from my personal experience, I've used both uh, Microsoft's and Yahoo, and I find Mm -hmm. uh, Gmail much better. Yeah. If you guys want one, send an email to mymacpodcast at gmail.com, and I'll just reply with an invite so you can get your own Gmail account. Great. I've been meaning to say that for a couple of weeks, and I just it's one of those things that kind of... Oh, I've got so much going on lately. Yeah, I just kind of gloss over it. So we had fun over this uh, last weekend. Yeah. We got to meet someone finally for the very yes, first time. Yes, we did. We got to meet John Nemo and his wife, Barb, and his daughter, Shelba. Yep. 
and uh, it yep. was it was a good time. Uh, mm-hmm. Lasted all of ten minutes. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's all the time we did have. John was actually traveling uh, from the Detroit area to the Chicago area, mm-hmm. and we live basically right between Chicago and Detroit. And he decided to pull over off the highway at a certain exit, exit one hundred off I ninety four, and there's a nice little convenience store right there. We met him right in the parking lot. Yep. Spent about five minutes, and I've known John through email and online correspondence and mm-hmm. the telephone for, geez, almost eight years now. Yeah. He's been with MyMac.com for a long time. Mm-hmm. But we've never met, which is, uh, it's amazing to me that we've never met in person, but yeah. it's just one of those things that we had never met before, and it was great to finally get to meet him. Um, we got our picture taken. Uh, it was, let's see, you were on my right and John was on my left. No, John was in the middle, and was you John, were on... No, I was in the middle in that were picture. Were you in the middle? Yes. Oh, you're right. Yep. Yeah. I, I'm the guy with the hat on. Yeah. Although, if I wouldn't have been wearing the hat, I was. I would have been the guy with the, the hair. hair. That's right. <laughs> we didn't put the guy with the hair in the middle. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I don't have so much where I could, like, drape it over their heads or anything, you know. But, hey, did you notice I got a haircut since then? I day? see that. Looking yep. pretty sharp. Got my ears lowered. Yeah. Uh, it was getting a little poofy. <laughs> my hair grows so fast, I swear. I mean, I got it cut. If you remember, we did the the uh, news story with WWMT Channel Three News. Yeah, they came out and did um, a, a big long segment on our podcast and mymac.com dot com in general. And I got I, they called me a pod or a internet pioneer. Yeah, which I, I still haven't you and Al Gore invented the internet. I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I got my hair cut the day before they came out and filmed that, and that wasn't very long ago. That's what. Two months, maybe. No, it wasn't quite that long ago. Yeah, you're right. It's more like six weeks. Yeah. Doesn't seem like it. But and, yeah. and did you see how poofy my hair was over the weekend mm-hmm. before I got it cut? It, it just grows like it's. It took all the salt and pepper out of it too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, not quite. There's, <laughs> there's still some up there. So it was great to meet John. Uh, yeah. If I remember, I will post a picture of the fruitful meeting mm-hmm. on the show notes. So check out. Show notes uh, number thirty nine for our podcast at mymac.com and you can see a picture of me and Tim and Nemo. Yep, me and Tim and Nemo. Tim and Nemo and I. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I have two ten year old kids at home. Uh. And I'm I'm constantly correcting them. That was actually I didn't do that on purpose. That just like flew out of my mouth. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a dick. Uh-huh. Um, oh, I got two new stuff sent to me from. Griffin Technologies. Did you? Yeah, neither one of them, I think, really warrants a full review. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought I would just mention them here on the podcast. The first thing they sent me two weeks ago was the Silky Skin. Silly, silly, silly skins. skins. Yeah. It's a package of three um, iPod Shuffle cases, basically. They just yeah. slide over the... Um, they feel very silky to the touch. Mm. My wife uses the iPod Shuffle. She loves it. She thinks these are the, the, one of the, some of the nicest... Um, I don't want to say they're cases necessarily, more like protectors mm-hmm. that she's used. And it's really easy to get on and off, but yet once they're on, they don't feel like they're going to fall right off or anything. Mm-hmm. She likes them. She says they're great. Uh, it came in kind of an earth tony, light blue, light, I want to say pinkish, mm. in a white. And she likes them. They're pretty yeah. cool. I don't know how much they cost, uh, like 15 bucks, I think. And the other thing they sent me was the Power Jolt. And what is that? Power Bolt Jolt is simply plugs into your cigarette lighter in your car, mm-hmm. and you can charge your iPod. But unlike the older versions, this one you can actually plug in your shuffle to it because it's a cigarette lighter to USB 2.0 adapter. Oh, cool! Rather than just you know a cord sticking out that you plug into the bottom of your iPod. Mm-hmm. 
So you can, and it comes with the dock cable connector. So it mm-hmm. goes to the bottom of, say, a 40 gig iPod to um, the other end is a USB connector, and that mm-hmm. will plug into the power drill. But if you pull that cable out and plug your shuffle right into it, it will also charge your shuffle. Hmm. So it's basically like two in one, or any USB device that you need to power, it will work with any of those. So. That's cool. And uh, I, you know what? I I think that's around twenty bucks too. Hmm. I'd have to check their website. I I came unprepared, <laughs> and but it works. I checked it out, and uh, it's it's a neat little thing. I mean, you know, the so what? It's it's a a new cigarette lighter adapter. There's like a billion of them on the market, but I like it because it's USB, mm-hmm. and it comes with the the specific iPod cable for charging your iPod. Yeah. But it also works with the shuffle, so I, I do like that. I thought that was a good idea. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, didn't, didn't, so uh, have you had a little more time to spend with the uh, Nintendo DS we were talking about last week? Oh, yeah. we were. I was playing with the uh, Nintendo DS, which is the dual-screen portable video game player. Mm-hmm. Boy, that's fun. Yeah? Yeah, my two kids. We had um, one game to start out. We had Super Mario DS yeah. 64, which is basically... Super Mario Brothers 64 mm-hmm. for the DS. It works great on the DS. The graphics are, if not better, just as good. Yeah. But I think it's a little bit better than what you saw on the Nintendo 64. My kids are just playing the crap out of that. Mm-hmm. They also bought a game called Warrior, Warrior Wear or something like that, Touched. Hmm. Wario Touch. Wario? Wario. Oh, yes. Wario. Yeah. Wario, yes. The evil Mario. That's right. And it's... <laughs> And my kids can't seem to get enough of that game. Really? I thought it was the dumbest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. It's like he's riding on this bike at you on the screen, and he's, like, growling. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know why, but then all of a sudden you have to do something. Like, a ball is bouncing, and you have to draw a line on the screen to keep the ball bouncing before it goes down. Or <laughs> it's, just, it's just really weird. I'm like, it's, it's, it's like a game that they came up with. To get you to use the touch screen. Yeah. And that's it. That's the only reason for this game. Mm. And I'm like, can I just spend like 30 bucks for this thing? But <laughs> the kids like it. So, you know, it's it, obviously I'm not the demographic they were going for when they created right. this game. My kids are. They like it. So um, I really wish Apple made some kind of a handheld game system. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, because the sophistication of the handheld game system, I've never played a PSP, the mm-hmm. PlayStation Portable. Because they're like two hundred fifty dollars each. That's just way too much that yeah. I'm going to be able to afford yeah. for a game system. Kind of hard to justify that with my wife. Oh, oh we yeah. spend two hundred fifty dollars for, and then it doesn't even come with a game. See, I couldn't even justify it with my wife. Oh so. no, that's just <laughs> something that's like it's for single guys. Yeah, it really uh, is. But you know, the market for the DS and the PSP is two really separate markets. The mm-hmm. DS is for people like us with kids, mm-hmm. and then the, the PSP is like. For us, if we were completely single and had really good jobs that we can afford to frivolously spend on just, you know, game crap. Yeah, or, or 20, 20, 20, 20 something years old and live in an apartment with three other people. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, exactly. But that doesn't mean I don't want one. It's just, yeah, <laughs> I can't afford one. <laughs> um, yeah, but the, I like the DS. It's, it's, it's a neat little game system. Yeah. It has a headphone port. I actually plugged, I have a pair of. Uh, well, I can't remember who makes them now. It might be uh, Logitech, but it might be Altec Lansing, too. I forget. I got mm-hmm. a pair of speakers, computer speakers in the kitchen that I plug into the laptop occasionally so I can listen to iTunes mm-hmm. in the kitchen. And I plugged that speaker jack into the little DS, and all of a sudden I had, like, surround sounds 
you know, for this little tiny video game that I'm holding. Mm. It was very out of proportion. Here's a little tiny screen that I'm playing on, and the sound is like all over the place. Boing, boing, boing. <laughs> it was great. My wife came in and goes, what are you doing? <laughs> Turn it down. I was like, oh, sorry. Um, yeah, but so, yeah, that's it's pretty neat. We got that uh, program that we need to check out real soon called Phone Valet. Yeah. Uh, the company, I haven't even opened the box yet, and I feel bad about that, but I've been really swamped with other reviews and mm-hmm. uh, editing and posting other information on the site. Yeah. But I did want to, uh, well, I forwarded this to you because mm-hmm. I thought this might be something that would be worth checking out. It was a software title that a company wants us to review. Mm-hmm. And he specifically said on your podcast... Mm. And that Mac users are really enjoying this program. Now, I haven't done anything with it, but I did forward you the information. Right. And, and you... I did download it and put it on my Mac and entered in the uh, the test key he gave us. Yeah. And so we could, key. And do and you want to explain what the software does, basically? Basically, it's uh, it's called PZIZ. P-Z-I-Z-Z. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. It's PZIZ. That's what I call it. Yeah. Anyways. PZIZ? I don't know. I'm I guessing. don't know. <laughs> Anyways, Paziz actually came out with hardware uh, called the Paziz, and it was basically to help you sleep. And it's also power naps, you, I think they yeah, said. power naps, and also they have like other programs that actually help you just sleep if you want if you have trouble sleeping at night. And uh, what they did is they first of all had the hardware that came out, and then they came out with software. But this is both for the Mac and for um, the PC platforms. And so essentially, what it does is it'll kind of randomly generate a, in this case, a power nap cycle for you. And you can define, you know, what kind of, how long you want a power nap for, whether, I think the default's 20 minutes, you can go down to 10, or I think you can go up to like 60. I haven't actually checked the, the, the top of the top yet, but. So I've, I just launched the program. Yep. Uh, do I just hit play here? You hit the, you hit the little uh, generator, it looks like a. Oh, this thing? Yeah, it looks like a refresh button. Okay. And so basically it's generating what I created was a 10 minute nap. Uh, before you begin, it's a good idea to ensure that you'll not be disturbed. Please talk, turn off any sounds that may interrupt your nap. Okay. So I guess we're not going to talk during the podcast. And this is the this is the program. Yeah. To make the most of this time that you set aside, it's a good idea to ensure that you'll not be disturbed and that you can be as comfortable as possible, both physically and mentally. Find a position for your body where you can relax completely so that it's easy for you to let go of the events of the day so far for a little while. Isn't your shirt a little tight? Don't you want to just unbutton that button right there? <laughs> that you'll get as much benefit as possible from this time out. And your pants are a little tight right now. Stop Wouldn't it. Wouldn't you feel much more comfortable if they were balled up on the floor? Stop it. <laughs> voice will be here as an occasional guide to remind you to relax just that little bit more and to help you get as much benefit as you can from this time that you've set aside. Oh, for all our folks listening at work, please don't operate heavy equipment during this period. <laughs> Gently relaxing your attention into what is most comfortable. It kind of reminds me of the group Enigma. Yeah. It kind of sounds like that. Yeah, there's a couple, like, I was listening to a, to a longer session, like, that sounded almost like something from Massive Attack. Yeah. <laughs> this is... <laughs> well, 
Now, maybe it works for some people. That wouldn't do anything for me. I would just be sitting there listening to the guy talk going, shut up. Now, you can actually, in your preferences, you can adjust it so that there is no voice during the entire thing. All you hear is the music and the little sound effects in the background, if you just like that. Hmm. For me, I'm just, you know, I'm a, I'm a power napper to begin with. I really don't need anything to help me take a power nap. All I need to do is just... You know, have people leave me the heck alone. <laughs> How much is this? Did you get that information? No, you know, I did not go to the P- uh, www.pziz.com. .pziz.com. Yeah. All right. Uh, www.pziz.com. All right. Let's check out see how much it is. We have been deeply moved by the plight of all the people affected yeah, by really the nice. food crisis in Nigeria. Well, that's yeah. nice. Yeah. Uh, so thirty nine ninety nine. Yep. Wow, that's kind of expensive. It's just a little music generating thing that costs forty dollars. Well, it generates random music and also random comments from the the the, the announcer or the the somnambulist or whatever you want to call him. <laughs> I don't know. That seems quite expensive to me for what that is. I mean, it's just the guy's voice droning on and this sound that you know. And maybe if it was, I don't know. I I just think that you could probably spend. You know, ten bucks and go out and get some kind of a CD that would would do that, and that's an hour. And yeah, but I, th- I think the point that they're making, as far as pieces is concerned, is that um, when you do that with a CD or a cassette player, basically it's the same thing over and over again, and so eventually it actually becomes almost distracting. Whereas if you have something that kind of randomly generates a few different things every time, it actually stimulates you. So that's not going to be the same every time, right? Okay, so if I went back to it right now and quit it, mm-hmm. like I just did. Now, the intro, I think, is always going to be the same every time with that guy. So we'd almost have to edit it out. Okay, so, so I, we'll generate a new one, generating mm-hmm. Energizer Nap. And it, it keeps telling me this stupid thing pops up, so mm-hmm. I told it not to. Well, you know, they give you that boing, boing. God, that would just freak me out right there. <laughs> what is this? The pink Why voice time down and making yourself comfortable. <laughs> It's a good idea to ensure that you'll not be disturbed. Uh, that you can be as comfortable as possible, both physically and mentally. <laughs> okay, where's the preferences? Because I want to, like, okay, get his... Preferences down. Yeah, I want to take his voice out. Okay. Effects mono. Ooh, Aurora stereo. we got to go with that. Voice? No, no voice. voice. Length? Oh, you can go all the way up to 60 minutes. minutes. Yeah. All right, let's put it at about 20 minutes like you had. Mm-hmm. And now you need to store the preference. That's the only thing, huh? I think you need to store that preference. I just changed that thing okay. right there. I'm just going to okay. hit okay. And uh, go so ahead. Stop the old nap. Hit the, hit the stop button. Okay, and then generate a new one. Yeah. Okay. Now let's see what this does. You know that bell sound at the beginning is just really annoying. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're going to sit down and relax, this loud... As you're preparing for a deeply refreshing now, rest. No, and didn't I tell it not to put the voice in there? It's a good idea to mm-hmm. make sure that you'll not be disturbed. And there's the voice again. You can be as... What the heck is that? <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to tell it, don't use a voice, and I clearly said that in the preference file, and I right. generate a new nap thing, and it pops right up and does it again. Let's go back under preferences and see if it even says... See, I think when you go into preferences, you need to... Uh, you're going to have to do basically... Well, see, I... Oh, Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. See, uh, mine's voice, in stereo. No, no voice. Replace. Replace. This is stupid. You know, the thing is, if I already had said, don't do it, then... Then you want to click on the little... Stop it. This Click. Th- you have to click down to... Yeah, my preference. There we go. 
So now this should have no voice. That's correct, Tim. But Easy enough. Boing. Boing. This is this is crap. Oh come on, Tim. For, just getting forty dollars. A little power nap might help you out before you review this software again, Tim. For 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 forty dollars, I better be super relaxed. I expect this guy to come my to my house and rub my feet or something. And I'm what is this that's sound not going to happen, Tim? It sounds like the door got left open in an elevator shaft. And then, from the closet, he heard a growl. woke up from your nap. Okay. Uh, what would you give Pizza's on a scale, one being yeah, right, five being oh, everybody should get this. Ooh. I, I'm stuck uh, probably about a two, two and a, yeah, a two, and, and, and I think really because of the price more than anything. You know, even if that was free, I can't even see a two. That's just... <laughs> Well, you know, know, well, you, well, you just said that it generates a different sound every time. Well, mm. uh, every one of those sounded pretty much the same to me, especially yeah. that little gong. It was a gong show or something at the beginning. Gong! Mm. I mean, what, are you supposed to train yourself to hear that church bell? <laughs> exactly. Although, I have heard a lot of people actually are very trained. They hear the church bell, they're out. <laughs> so there might be something to that. Yeah. You know? but, well, I think the other thing they tell you is that you need to use this software several times before it actually starts to really show any benefits. To, to be fair, um, and I'm being overly harsh, obviously. Because this is your first time messing with it. I know. It's my first time. Um, As a power napper. And, and, of course, everybody knows the first time is very uncomfortable. <laughs> so, yeah. Or you just kind of fumble around and not know what you're doing the first time. Mm. And uh, <laughs> I know you're being very holding your tongue yeah um I, you know i forty dollars for that you know it's you know i understand how that would help some people mm-hmm. it wouldn't help me at all yeah and if i walked in and, and somebody had their feet up on their couch listening to this mm-hmm. i would think they were kind of fruity honestly i'd be like what the heck is this person doing but in all honesty and all kidding aside i can understand how that would maybe help someone i think forty dollars is you know, way over the top. But you know, if I had an office of my own at work and on my lunch breaks, I could just close my door. I would probably. This might be actually useful. It might me. be able to drown out some of the background yeah, noise. But as it is, I, I share a cube with four other people, and so yeah, you know, you can't put everybody to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> and I definitely can't shut out the noises around me because they just won't. Well, so. and I also don't like how I went in there into the preferences and I said, "Don't use the sound," and then I hit OK. Mm-hmm. Now I, I know that I had to go to replace and you had to create a new cre- a new. Sleep files, but you know thing, yeah. the thing is that that's not intuitive at all. No, and that's what I had found too with that particular part of the interface. I said this is not clear to me. And then when I got done with that and I went back, I had to hit the stop button, then I had to hit a, a button, a round button that says mm-hmm. generate a new power nap thing, and then I had mm-hmm. to hit play. It's a, it, you would think that's an easy interface right there, but it's mm-hmm. really kind of clunky. It's not intuitive. Mm. So I would have to give that real low marks. I think yeah. it just it's way overpriced, and it's clunky uh, software that is kind of buggy as far as I'm concerned. If I can't yeah. figure out how to use something like that for something that simple, then they need to rethink how things are stored and preferences and all that. Yeah, so. understood. 
let's uh let's do a quick commercial here real quick and uh we'll be right back with not mac news with chris siebold and now not mac news with chris siebold The Paris Expo is coming up, and, of course, Not Mac News has the scoop. The most shocking product revealed will be a G5-powered Mac Mini. The new Mini will still be nearly silent, but it will come with warning stickers discouraging users from actually touching the machine. It is believed that the computer will still be widely sought after in spite of the burn hazard because it will double as a hot plate. The new G5 Mini will be called the Mac Mini iDorm Edition. That is isn't all the Expo has in store for Mac fans. Expect to see my Mac's own Guy Searle introduced as Apple's widget guru. In the future, any developers wishing to get their widget listed on Apple's site will have to get it first approved by Mr. Searle. Guy told Not Mac News that kickbacks are currently set at one C-note per widget. No personal checks accepted. Not Mac News should not be taken if you are using an MAOI inhibitor. Should rash or dizziness occur, consult your physician. In exceedingly rare cases, Not Mac News has been known to cause laughter. I'm that guy who does that thing with the stuff he makes up. Go back to school with a Mac and get $50 for textbooks at Small Dog Electronics. Right now, when you buy selected iBook, iMac, or PowerBook computers, you get a $50 gift certificate for textbooks at Amazon.com. And that's not all. Microsoft is offering a $35 rebate on the 2004 edition of Microsoft Office for students and teachers. Go back to school with a Mac and extra money in your pocket. Shop today at Small Dog Electronics in Waitsfield and online at SmallDog.com. You know, that is a good deal, $50 gift certificate. For school books at Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. That's a, you know, and a lot of people always buy new computers, and first-time college students probably need a laptop to go to school. It seems like nowadays, if you're going to college, you have to have a laptop. Yeah. So this is a good way to, uh, to save a little bit of money on your school books as well. So mm-hmm. thank you for sponsoring our podcast to smalldogs.com, as well as... Chris Siebold for the Not Mac News. I was actually going to say ramjet.com. They are another sponsor of our podcast. Check out oh, Ramjet. Yeah. Dot com for really good prices on some firewire hard drives, some thumb drives, and of course, memory. Yep. Good old RAM. So, you want to get into the news? Sure. Okay. Well, we got some uh, reader feedback that we're going to get to in a little bit as well, but we'll start with some news. We're going to jump in to the news from the MacMinute.com. Um, we're not just going to use Mac Minute tonight because I found a couple of really good uh, stories that I'm rattling papers right next to the microphone. That's probably like really mm-hmm. annoying. Um, one from the Mac Observer and one from Macintosh that I kind of want to touch upon as well. All right. So we're going to jump around a little bit. We're going to start with, uh, well, the big news. I mean, how can we not? I know it. Well, here it is. Panic ensues in a rush for cheap laptops. August 16th. The Henrico County School System is selling 1,000 used iBooks for 50 bucks at the Richmond International Raceway in Richmond, Virginia, when it turned into a violent stampede, reports AP. People threw themselves forward, screaming and pushing each other. A little girl's stroller was crushed in the stampede. Witnesses said an elderly man was thrown to the pavement, and someone in a car tried to drive his way through the crowd, notes the report. 
It's rather strange that we would have such a tremendous response for the purchase of a laptop computer, and laptop computers that probably have less than desirable attributes, said Paul Proto, Director of General Services for Henrico County. But I think that people tend to get caught up in the excitement of the event. It almost has an entertainment value. It's, yeah, it has an entertainment value. Just like the Roman circuses did. Jesus. Um, You know, when I first saw this story, I didn't think much about it. And then Mm -hmm. I saw the pictures. And then I saw the video. And it was was a mob scene. I mean, they said uh, they had a thousand of these to sell and at least 5,500 people showed up. That's the initial reports. I saw other reports said, oh, it was... (laughs) It was at least double that. There was just a throng of people. And the people who showed up on time at 9 o'clock mm. didn't get anything because there was already a line. Yeah. And so those people were upset. Um, they had a big news report on it. It was really uh, interesting to listen to the news report, mm-hmm. not just to see it because they didn't really show too much. They, show, they showed some people pushing mm-hmm. and shoving. But just listening to it, you would think this was just, oh, my gosh, this is... In fact... Uh, as the podcast is recording here, I'm going to jump on MyMac.com. Mm-hmm. And at the moment, anyways, one of the top blog entries is Laptops of Doom from Guy Searle. <laughs> and he talks about this whole thing, and there's a pretty good discussion going on mm-hmm. underneath it. And I believe, let's see, yes, Guy has a link to well, that's, that's a... Russ, Russ, is actually. it Russ? I'm sorry, mm-hmm. yes. Russ Walkowicz has a link to the video of it. So we're going to jump up there and click the see video button. And you don't have real audio on your computer, Chad. No, I don't. Well, that's not a good thing. You're supposed to have real audio. So what we'll do is uh, download the real player. Well, real player for Mac OS X free download. Please enter your email address. It is stevejobs at... Uh, real.com. Oh, excellent. Choose a password. Eat hamburger. And retype it. Start here. Click. Uh, Steve Jobs at real.com already has an account. The password and confirm password did not match. Well, yeah, obviously. Okay, let's do this then. Uh, Steve Jobs at eatme.com. And the password will be <laughs> hello, hello. Oops, I hit the wrong button. Hello, mm-hmm. and start here. Do do do. Password must be at least six characters long. Oh, and hello's not. Uh, let's yeah. go with my. Well, okay. Let's do my Mac. I keep hitting the wrong button. Your keyboard is in the wrong place for me. Podcast. My Mac podcast. And did I mess that up again? It's thinking about it. Ah, no, it didn't. Good. So we'll just download it from Seattle, Washington. It's an 8 megabyte file. We're at 1 megabyte. We're at 2.1, I can't even you count. Gotta love broadband. Gotta like broadband. We're at 4.5 megabytes. We're at 6.0 megabytes. We're at 7.0. You know, someone at home's on dial phone. Shut up. <laughs> you guys suck. Well, they may be ready for. Uh broadband over power lines you know yeah well you know that's a technology i would really like to see happen um eventually but i think we're probably away from that i i don't know there's something about having a a broadband connection through 
Your power plug. Your power plug. Yeah. Just is like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> now, does, it's is, unnatural, I tell you. Unnatural. <laughs> Welcome to Real Player. Continue. Continue. Accept. Yeah, do it all. And we'll configure now. And it's going to quit all the web browsers. Goodbye. Thanks for using our next generation real player. Hey, you're oh, welcome. Shut up. Let's <laughs> yeah, be quiet about it. I hate when things just jump up and start talking to you like that. Seriously, I hate that. It's like, yeah, because it's usually like you know all the kids are upstairs sleeping, <laughs> and I just click this button, and all of a sudden people are going, "Thank you for doing that." My wife's like, "Hey, turn that off. What's the matter with you?" Okay. Stampede at the fairgrounds. We shot this video just before 7 a.m. as hundreds literally rush at the chance. Except for the one guy right here. He's just, just walking along. Do, 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 do. You can't see. No, I can't see anything. It's like 100 feet away. But much calmer than it was a few hours ago when the doors first opened up. Those folks are waiting now for their chance to get one of the very few iBooks that are left here at this sale. We can tell you that there Crazy. is a police presence much yeah. heavier than there was at 7 o'clock this morning. <laughs> we understand problem. that there are Henrico County police officers in riot gear, and they've been invited that here or called riot here gear. as a precaution, we're told. At this point, uh, just yes, in case... They, they got a picture of the Schwann man vehicle like it's a SWAT truck or something. I know. <laughs> Look what we've got. stands here. The riot gear of clad police officers are here as a precaution yeah. because... Let's jump ahead. Minutes, you got to uh, hear this I, drama queen woman. Oh, there she is. I gotta back up. An old man in a walker was trampled to the ground. Trampled oh. to the ground, walked all over. Dozens more are pushed to the ground as the crowd races to get through the gate. Almost a victim, a one-year-old baby. Her father pulled her out of this stroller. Look at the stroller! Her stroller's demolished! Look at my stroller! Get, look at a picture of that! Look at my knees! This lady's a drama queen. A grandmother pushed aside. Look, I don't see anything on her knee. <laughs> to her rescue, uh, a man who had been standing in line since 2 a.m. He was almost guaranteed he's to get nice one guy. of the yeah. computers. I'm not going to leave somebody that hurts. It's not worth it. I could have been in the line. So I'm not going to do it because it's not really worth it. As one would-be shopper is carried away in a stretcher, others echo that. And, you know... There's a lot of blame to go around here. A lot of people are blaming the school district yeah. for publicizing this such a big deal. Then they came back and said, okay, we're not going to have it at the school place. We're going to have it at the racetrack because mm -hmm. it's a lot bigger. We can accommodate more people. Mm -hmm. So obviously they knew a lot of people were going to come. Right. Then they come back and said, okay, this is just for residents only. Mm -hmm. I mean, cause, and for an example, Guy Searle and Russ Walkowicz were going to go. Yeah. I saw this news story originally posted at um, MaximumNews.com, mm -hmm. so I sent Rush a link, and I said, hey, you, I know you kind of want a laptop, 50 bucks for you know a couple-year-old iBook, that's not mm -hmm. a bad idea. He was going to go, him and Guy, and mm -hmm. of course, then they said it's for residents only, and you have to have proof of residency, so yeah. he didn't go. And then this happens, and the people who are pushing and shoving, shame on them. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a computer. It's not worth trampling over people to get. Right. And it's an old, com older computer. Yeah. It's, I think those are three or four years old. I mean, yeah. you know, it's not like these are brand new, top of the line. But yet, 
Hmm. It's a laptop computer. It's dirt cheap. They knew people were going to come out in droves mm-hmm. to pick these up. Number one, why would you do it this the way they did? Have have an auction system or a lottery system? Yes, or sell them on eBay. You're going to get more than fifty bucks a oh, pop. Yeah. You know, they they probably would have made triple that easily mm-hmm. if they would have sold them on eBay, and thus the school district would have got even more money. Or they could have just done like a twenty dollar raffle. Yeah, exactly. And use the money towards something in the school. Yeah, well, even a fifty dollar raffle. Oh yeah, it's Absolutely. the same price that they were selling them for, and they're yep. giving away a thousand. Mm-hmm. And you, if you bought a fifty dollar ticket and you knew that they were going to give away a thousand laptops, mm-hmm. I bet you've got pretty good chances of getting one. Yeah, you know, and I bet not even five thousand people would have showed up. Sure. Or but, if, you, if you sold ten thousand tickets, it's still a one in ten chance of coming out with a fifty dollar laptop. And they would have made even more money that way. Yeah. You know. So I think the school district handled it really poorly. Yeah. This isn't an excuse for what the people, mm-hmm. these greedy people, mm-hmm. did trying to get a laptop knocking people over. Um, it's funny, though, that, you know, we both come from the same background when it comes to a certain job that we had. Mm-hmm. We did repossessions and stuff. Right. And we know the mentality of certain individuals that mm-hmm. tend to do this kind of, you know, it's all right. about me, 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 what can I get for me? Right. And I saw a lot of those people running in that video you can just tell that they were from that mentality mm-hmm. but then you have this this drama queen woman here look at my knee uh, uh. i mean it's so fake i'm like oh come on you know you put a camera on her face you know and all of a sudden it's just oh it's the end of the world and mm-hmm. she almost died and you're like come on give me a break <laughs> but that doesn't excuse the everybody else's behavior that pushed her down to begin with it's, it's right. just an amazing story yeah. and it's not because it was an Apple laptop. It would have been the same if it was a Dell laptop or a Yamaha or a oh, Sony. I, yeah, I feel the exact same way about that. It, it's just... A $50 laptop to $50 laptop doesn't matter who manufactures yeah, and it. people came out in droves to get them. Uh, go ahead and... Uh, <coughs> okay. Ooh, get it out. Yep. Uh, poll shows Apple customer satisfaction climbs. A poll of 80,000 people conducted by the by the University of Michigan shows that Apple kept its customer satisfaction at the highest level since 1980, 1994, reports Bloomberg.com. Meanwhile, Dell's ranking is at its lowest since 1998. Though he didn't participate in the survey, Fornell, uh, Klaus Fornell, marketing professor and head of the university's National Quality Research Center, said his wife, a Dell customer, had waited on hold for an hour at a time to get help she was promised under a paid technical support program. Fornell said he'd probably consider buying an Apple for his next PC. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's like, number one, you probably don't have to call into a helpline if you have an Apple. Yeah. Half as much as if you have a Dell. Yep. And it's not because the Dell machines are bad, it's because the operating system mm-hmm. it's running on. Uh, I'm going to read the next one, too, because this is cool. And I've been like waiting it. for this. I know you have. The Pirates of Silicon Valley DVD due August 30th. Amazon.com is set to release The Pirates of Silicon Valley, starring Anthony Michael Hall and Noah Weil. Wiley? So Wiley. Wiley. Wiley mm-hmm. is being released on DVD in the U.S. and Canada August 30th. This dramatization of the tangled history of Apple Computer and Microsoft, based on a book by Paul Friegelberg, hits enough of the right notes to make its fa- failures all the more frustrating. You know, I, I liked this when it came out, mm-hmm. but they really end at, at a very strange point when Bill Gates, his big face, shows up at the Macworld Expo, which I believe was 1998. Yep. You know, they show the beginning of Apple, 
the beginning of Microsoft, how they intertwine, how at one point um, Paul Allen and Bill Gates are trying to get Apple's attention, mm -hmm. and Apple thinks these guys are just little peons because they were at the time, and Apple yeah. was the darlings of everything. Mm -hmm. And of course, eventually they kind of turned around. And, right. Um, but <clears throat> they really left it at a point where it looks like Bill Gates beat Steve Jobs. Mm -hmm. He is the master, and Steve Jobs is just kind of standing there grinning and bearing it. Yeah. And I almost wish they could go up to now. Because that wasn't the end of the story. In fact, mm -hmm. that was really the beginning of the second act. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. That was when everything changed. Because after that was when the iMac was released, OS X came out, the mm -hmm. rise of uh, iTunes and the iPod. Yeah. So if if you if they made another movie that took it the next ten years, mm -hmm. and we're right in the middle of that ten years right now in yeah. 2005, it'd have to go through about you know 2008 2009 mm -hmm. i think it would have a whole lot different ending yeah. as far as apple and microsoft is concerned i mean a apple is seems to be suing everybody who leaks any information about their products whereas mm -hmm. microsoft is being sued by every government in the world for <laughs> you know copyright infringement or not copyright infringement but uh monopoly and mm -hmm. you know all that stuff not that a monopoly is necessarily a bad thing but when you crush your competition because of your monopoly that's yeah. when you have problems so you know it, it's an interesting movie in its context but it's only a part of a movie in my mind it doesn't really show what happens next and i and yeah. i get so frustrated because i've watched it i've rented it at the library and vhs because it's been so long since i saw it mm -hmm. i was like man they ended at this the stupidest part that just it so makes Bill Gates look like a genius, and that he won, and Steve Jobs is just well, wah. well. Well, when was it originally released, though? I mean, that oh, was what, it was like ninety nine. Yeah, I was gonna say it was, was ninety nine or two thousand. I can't remember yeah, which one. And and I just wish they would go back and finish that movie. Yeah, like a huge part of it, just like oh, let's see, because you know the iMac changed everything. Mm -hmm. Everything changed because of the iMac. I mean, just think back when the iMac say summer of 99 everything was in these multi-plastic colors everything toasters mm -hmm. spoons everything got their ideas from apple these they even had yeah everything all the what was it what was the knockoff one that they had the emac the emac yeah, no it wasn't no. emac it was e-machine yes the e-machine yeah, yeah. And, and you know it, the imac changed everything but apple didn't just sit there on its laurels and and ride the ipod success forever yeah. They updated the iPod. They changed it again. Mm -hmm. And then they changed it again. And then the iPod comes out. Mm -hmm. I mean, nobody can touch the iPod. And what's Microsoft done since 98? I mean, really, what have they done done? They've released XP. And a lot of patches. <laughs> and a lot of patches. I mean, there's a new worm going around right now. Yeah. That takes place, in fact, it's multiple worms, and they take place of TCP, IP, port something on Windows machines, and it... Basically, it gets in there and it tells the system to wait because you got an IRC chat getting ready to start, so don't do anything and wait. Mm -hmm. And then it takes over the machine. And I'm like, you know, you don't hear about the stuff on the Mac. Right. And Apple's been innovating way. I mean, if you go back and look at what Apple was doing in 98 compared to what they're doing now, it's almost like a totally different company. Mm. You go back and look at what Microsoft was doing in 98 and what they're doing right now. It's like a totally different company. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. <laughs> That's what I mean. Where's the innovation? Yeah. Okay, the Xbox and the Xbox 360. Which they lose money on every time they sell one. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a sound business plan. 
<sighs> okay, I'm off my soapbox. Go ahead. Okie doke. <clears throat> Apple unlikely to enter music subscription market. You skipped one, by the way. Oh, I did, didn't I? Yes. Let me jump back then. Okay. Apple delivers security updater 2005. Apple has posted security update 2005-007 via Mac OS X software update utility on the web. Company notes security update 2005-007 delivers a number of security enhancements and is recommended for all Macintosh users. This update includes the following components, AppKit, Bluetooth, Core Foundation, Cups, Directory Services, HI Toolbox, Kerberos, Login Window, Mail, OpenSSL, Quartz Composer, Screen Service, Security Interface, Safari X11, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I pulled this off of Macintosh today. And Important n- notification for users of G5 Macintosh systems running 10.4. At approximately 8 p.m. Pacific Time on Monday, August 15th, Apple began, began automatic distribution of a Apple security update, the one you just talked about. Mm-hmm. Due to an error on the part of Apple, this update prevents any 64-bit native application from running. In particular, this means that math math Matica 5.2 will not run on any G5 if it has installed this security update. This problem was discovered by our testing procedures a few hours ago, and Apple has now assured us that they have stopped automatic distribution of security update 2005-007 at this time. But they haven't because... They haven't because I just got my announcement and updated just before you came over. Yes, exactly. Um, This is just... uh, Apple has informed us that there is no workaround for this problem. Apple is investigating the problem at high priority and intends to distribute a new security update in the very near future. This update will correct the problem and allow Mathematica to run successfully. That's a pretty big blunder. Oh, you know, as much as we give props to Apple Mm -hmm. and they do something stupid, we're going to say that too. And this is a pretty, you know, I can't believe that every 64-bit application stopped working after this updater was released. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's this. Wow, and they had better come out with something really quick because yeah. you're, that is really hurting users. Obviously, there's not a lot of 64-bit native applications out there, right? But if you're using one and it's very, it's a core of your business, and you updated to the security update, well, especially when it's the application that you touted at the big announcement about the Intel swap. Yeah, I, <laughs> this is just wow. Uh, I don't know. They better get it. They better get it together real quick because people are going to be quite upset. Oh yeah. Um, and and I would expect by the end of the week to have another one. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd almost bet on it. And of course, we record this on Wednesday. And in fact, as we're recording this, it's about seven forty p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. No new security update to replace it, and it's been out since Monday. So it's basically three days now. So they need to get on the ball and and get a new one mm. going. Uh, Business Week reports uh, Apple unlikely to enter music subscription market. Okay, enough said. Yeah, we've talked about this already. Yeah. I mean, there's there's pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, at, at first I was like, I'd really like to see a music subscription service. Then another part of me is like, you know, if I want a particular song, I'll just go spend 99 cents for it. Yep. I'm almost back to the original, where... You know, we we both own a 40 gig iPod. Wouldn't mm-hmm. it be neat to be able to go on for say 10 bucks a month and download every possible song you could ever want onto your iPod, mm-hmm. and with an option of buying a song. So let's yeah. say you're you're looking in your iTunes window, all the stuff that you've downloaded, 
and there's one particular song you really like, wouldn't it be great to go click, buy it for 99 cents? So it basically mm-hmm. would merge a subscription service to what we already have. Yeah. I think that would work just awesome. You know, you know and there are times where I think about that, too, because a lot of what, like, Kim likes to do with it, my wife, is she likes to get on iTunes and, and check out new stuff. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it be great to be able to download it all? Yeah, and listen to a whole album and think, okay, either this is worth it or it's not, and if it's worth it, then I'll pay for it. Yeah. Well, you'd pay for a subscription fee to yeah. be able to do that, even if it was like five ninety nine. I don't know how much it would cannibalize Apple actually selling music, but I—that's I, a service that I would pay for if it was as easy to use as the current iTunes Music Store, mm-hmm. and gave me the option to be able to purchase a song that's already on my computer, just basically unlocking the DRM, mm-hmm. and that's my song. Yeah, I think that would work well. Hmm. And, but you know. Business Week says Apple unlikely to enter music yeah. subscription market. Well, Market Watch has said that Apple rises 4% defining tech sector sell-off. In spite of technology sector sell-off, Apple has seen its stock rise 4.3% today to $45.96 a share, reports Market Watch. Art Hogan, chief market strategist at Jefferies & Company, says Dell's most recent quarterly sales disappointed investors because although unit sales were strong, prices were weak. By contrast, Apple has been enjoying both strong unit sales and aggressive pricing, helping the stock look good in contrast to fellow computer maker Dell, he said. Today's stock price represents a 52-week high for Apple. You know, Apple just had a stock split not too long ago, so Mm -hmm. Apple seems to be doing pretty good in the stock market. Yeah, good for Apple and good for Apple investors. Mm -hmm. Yep. Apple Apple PowerBook G4 Graphics Updater 1.0 released. Apple has released a new updater for the 15 and 17 inch 1.7 gigahertz PowerBooks. Apple says the updater improves graphic stability for some um, 1.67 gigahertz PowerBook G4 computers. Installation of the PowerBook G4 uh, graphics update requires macOS 10.4.2. And I thought the next one was pretty interesting. Yeah. The survey unveils strong demand for Macintosh and Firefox support. PresenterNet, provider of online interactive web presentation services, today announced surveys, survey evidence identifying Firefox and Macintosh as key enablers to web conferencing success. Through user surveys, analysis of system logs, and interviews of corporate customers, the company found the population of users and audience members not using Windows or Internet Explorer represents a critical success factor. The company has published this data in a report entitled Survey of Web Conferencing User Requirements and Preferences. PresenterNet CEO Doug Wolfgram explains, stating, The data tells us that virtually all presenters need a system that supports both Macintosh and Windows platforms. It is also very clear that support of Microsoft Internet Explorer is not enough. Firefox support is now mandatory. In other words, not everybody's using Microsoft <clears throat> products anymore, people, so get with the program. Yep. That's basically what that's telling me. Mm-hmm. And I totally agree with that. I got this off the Mac Observer. Uh, when Windows Vista ships at the end of 2006, it's, well, that's still a year and a half away, yeah. it may not run on the cut-rate PCs sold by Dell, Gateway, and other companies. Gene Steinberg, in his latest column at the Mac Night Owl, notes that Vista's current requirements fall, call for a non-integrated graphic card with 64 megabytes video RAM and support for Director 9 which rules out many of those cheap U.S. $400 and $500 systems, as well as Windows laptops released before this year. Hmm. Macs, including the Mac Mini, all sport separate graphic cards. Low-end PCs typically use integrated graphics that require video RAM to be shared with system RAM, 
thus hampering performance when the computer is used for hardware intensive tasks such as playing certain games or editing digital video. So, what do you think about that? You know, you, let's say you just went out and bought a five hundred dollar PC this year. Figure, well, you know, it's going to get me through for a couple of years. You find out the next version of Windows isn't going to run on it because it's too cheap. <laughs> well, I guess to me, you're probably going to stick with XP anyways because hopefully they'll have everything patched by the time that Vista comes out. Well, by the time Vista, <laughs> yeah, by the time Vista comes out, well, you may how, actually have swapped to a Mac. So. How, how long has been XP come out now? That came out in what two thousand, two thousand one. I mean, it's been out now for yeah. four or five years, <clears throat> and it's every every week it seems we hear about another security breach in Windows, or you know, mm-hmm. now obviously a lot more people are using Windows XP, and thus that's right. where the hackers are attacking. Mm-hmm. And if everybody was using Mac OS X as extensively as they are Windows, we may be having the same problem. True. The difference is Apple seems much more um, quick on their feet to patch problems. When they're not creating them themselves, such right. as this last security update with 64-bit application, <laughs> but nonetheless, Apple seems much more nimble to fix stuff. They're yeah. much more sensitive to that kind of uh, fiasco than Microsoft. Just mm-hmm. pretty much seems to think, well, it, it almost seems to me that Microsoft released, released XP as beta software, and it's still beta software. Mm. It's still a piece of crap that people are just fed up with, and you know, I I don't know. Yeah, that, that would just—I don't know how people put up with it. Um, well, let's move on to a dashboard minute real quick before we get into some yeah, of our reader yeah. Feedback. I want to do some reader feedback because I got one that's directly related to Windows XP and all that stuff. But let's listen to the guy real quick here. All righty. You're listening to the Dashboard Minute exclusively on the MyMac. Hi everyone, I'm Guy Searle and welcome again to the Porn Free Dashboard Minute segment. First up is a really cool little time waster for all of you with a crossword puzzle Jones called Auto Crossword. This comes to us from Japan from a gentleman named Tamaki. The way it works is to draw words from the OSX 10.4 Tigers Dictionary to create crossword puzzles of three different sizes and three different skill levels. Letter and word hints are available from the icons to the right of the puzzle. Another very cool feature is an icon to show you what words you have put in that are incorrect. I appreciate a well put together widget that does exactly what it's supposed to do, and if you like crosswords, this is very much worth getting. Once downloaded, this 388k puzzler requires no internet connectivity. You can find it at all the usual places and at the author's website at, um, listen close for this one, www3. At wiki.jp forward slash usako forward slash pages forward slash 20 dot html. Uh, well, just just go to the Apple Dashboard download site or check the mymac.com podcast show notes for the link. Next up is a great first effort by Edward Rain called Easy eBay. This very simple widget does one thing, but it does it well. It calls up available auctions on eBay for whatever is typed into the search window and returns the first hundred to the widget. Clicking on individual auctions takes you out of dashboard and onto eBay's main site for the auction in question. 
There are some limitations to this widget as certain things in the search window, like the AND character, forward slash, and equal characters can't be used, and the return search is limited to the first hundred found. Frankly, if you're getting more than 100 hits on an eBay search, you probably haven't narrowed your search parameters enough. There are several other eBay auction watchers around, but in my opinion, this is the best so far. You can find it at Apple's Dashboard Download Center, or go straight to the author's website at eglet.blogsome.com. If you have a suggestion for the Dashboard Minute, or if you would like me to review your widget, send me email via dbminute at gmail.com. I appreciate your comments and welcome feedback. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you again next time on the Dashboard Minute. And thanks to Guy Sherrell for the Dashboard Minute. He had to uh, do that one quickly this week because he was called away for an emergency. I don't know what the emergency was. He didn't tell mm. me. But whatever it was, I hope that uh, everything works out well for him, yeah. obviously. We got uh, quite a bit of feedback, and uh, obviously we're not going to go into everything. But I did want to go over some of the feedback, and I also wanted to quickly go over what's up on MyMac.com at the moment. Yep. A lot of our our listeners out there only listen to the podcast. They don't come to the website. Most of the people that listen to our podcast do come to the website, but we mm-hmm. kind of want to draw traffic more to the website so yep. you can see what's going on there. MyMac.com obviously started 10 years ago mm-hmm. as a downloadable magazine, and even though you don't technically download anything anymore, it's all on the Internet, we still want you to come and read what we're doing. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff in the features section, particularly. Uh, we have... Three new posts: one by uh, who's it? Guy Searle, one by David Weeks, and one by David Every. Guy Searle looks at the Logitech USB headset 350. He reviews that. That's what he uses for his dashboard minute. Yep. Uh, David Weeks has a review. It. Go ahead. Of a photo to movie. It's a software review. If you think that the slideshows that you can put together in iPhoto are, are really cool, wait till you see what photo to movie can do. Really neat stuff. Yep. And finally, we've got two keynote book reviews, actually by the same author, by David Avery. Right. And uh, That doesn't mean David Avery was the author of those no. books. But the author of those books is the same guy. Tom Nigerino. Nigerino. You're yep. much better at names than I am. On the blog side, we have a uh, the latest one was G5 Mac Minis coming. That's from Roger Bourne. A little speculation on his part. And, of course, we have uh, a post by Guy Searle, Laptops of Doom, which we already made reference to. Doom. (laughs) Um, I posted a MyMac.com reader special web hosting. What that is, basically, is um, the the company that hosts us, Enotech, they host our website, they host our podcast. If you're listening to this podcast, you downloaded this podcast from Enotech servers. Mm -hmm. And uh, a lot of people are still out there wanting to do their own podcasts or make their own website, but they want to get a little bit uh, a better of a website than like a, the free blog websites that you can get, and they all yeah. kind of look the same and generic. Uh, well, Enotech is a, a really good company. We've been happy with them for a number of years now. Mm-hmm. We've been using them as our sole provider of web services. Yep. And you gotta you got to think how many people download our, our podcast. Mm-hmm. About 10,000 people per episode, yep. but that keeps going up, so I can't tell you what it is right now. All that information, that's over 100 gigabytes a month, is being transferred from their servers, Inatech servers, to through iTunes to people's computers and that sort of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, obviously, they can handle the traffic. 
they're a really good website. You can see that when you download stuff from MyMac.com, it comes down pretty fast. Yeah. So it's a good uh, good web hosting service. Right now, they are offering a uh, a service. <laughs> uh, pro uh, let's see. Let's, I'm trying to read it from a distance. Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, sign up today and receive a free upgrade to our standard web. Thank you. <laughs> Chad was scrolling while I'm trying to <laughs> kind of mess me up there. Uh, to our standard web hosting plan for the low price of our basic hosting plan and say 50%. This is basically $10 a month or 100 bucks a year and you, and it's going to be hosted on a dual 2 gigahertz G5 uh, running macOS X 10.3 Panther. He might have upgraded it by now. He's going to give you 250 megabytes of disk space. 20 pop email accounts. 9 gigs of monthly data transfers. Uh, virus and spam filtering. Web-based email. Uh, and I do use the web-based email occasionally when I'm mm -hmm. not at my computer. It works really well. Uh, detailed site statistics report, which I use two or three times a day. Yeah. <laughs> and much, much more. Again, that's only 10 bucks a month, 100 bucks a year. So if you're thinking of doing anything on the web for yourself, whether you're doing a website, blog, podcast, think about going to Inotech. And uh, obviously, Inotech doesn't pay me to to promote their their hosting services during mm -hmm. our podcast, but uh, and I really posted that they didn't even ask me to post that blog up there about their their special. But I thought, you know what? They've been hosting us for so long. Yeah. I keep hitting this thing on the microphone. It's going I'm just gonna rip it right here. I'm, I'm okay, done. I got it. Um, I just wanted to kind of throw them a bone, if you will. Yeah. Because every time I've had problems, I send an email to them, and boom, it's fixed within the hour. You know, so um, you look for a website. There you go. Yep. Inotech.com. Check out MyMac.com for new content all the time. I've got like three reviews in the queue at home that I still have to edit and post. Brilliant. And one of them coming from me. Mm. Uh, let's talk about some feedback. James Hunter, everybody calls him Jim, I suppose, because that's how we signed his name, mm -hmm. uh, sent us a really cool email. It says, hey, guys, just wanted to say thanks for the podcast. I actually just made the switch literally two days ago but have been listening to you guys for about a month. I'm surprised that someone would listen to us for a month and then buy Mac. Mm. You'd think we'd scare them away, if anything. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> my Windows-based laptop is slowly dying, and I needed a new one. I had been using PCs my entire life, completely steering clear of Mac since I did not like their OS. I was a long-time DOS user. Then, when Windows 95 hit and everything was being developed for it, I had to evolve as well. Now, after years of boredom using Windows, I wanted a new challenge and attacked the Apple Store full force after finding that Mac OS X was a masterpiece. I purchased a 15-inch PowerBook G4 with SuperDrive and immediately upgraded it, th uh, though to an outside vendor, to have 2 gigs of RAM. I've got to say, I love that laptop, except for the heat it generates when actually sitting on my lap. <laughs> now, um, that was I, I love getting email like that. Not necessarily that he's a new switcher, but mm -hmm. we love feedback anyways. Yeah. It makes us feel important. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, but um, and I and I emailed Jim back and I said, you know what? I've got a G4 laptop as well. It does get warm, and I use it in my lab. You know, I yeah. sit in the kitchen in the chair because that's the only room that I can smoke in at home, and mm -hmm. I like to smoke when I'm writing sometimes. So I sit there uh, blowing these noxious fumes out of my mouth directly at my laptop, which mm -hmm. I'm sure is, is helping it a lot. Uh, but it gets really warm in my lap. Mm -hmm. So I had this little piece of plasticky thing that I used for a while, but even that would get hot. I just found this thing um, at Target. I can't remember the actual product name, 
but it basically has two little fans on it that sucks the heat from the power book and then outside, but not towards your lap, towards the back of the unit. Mm -hmm. um, it plugs in to your um, your computer through a USB switch. So mm -hmm. it, has a, it has a cable, and on the cable is an on and off switch so you can turn the fans on or mm -hmm. off. I've been using it for a little less than a week right now. So far, it seems to work, but I, I really haven't sat there for like three hours and, and let my laptop, you know, bake and yeah. cake in my lap. And so I'll let you guys know uh, how this thing works, and I'll find the link to it and post it in the show notes if you're interested. It's from Targus. If you go to Targus's website, I think it's under accessories. Yeah. Um, that's where I found it. But I bought it at Target. I think it was like twenty nine ninety nine. Hmm. Kind of a kind of, to me that's a lot of money to spend for something that I didn't know if it was going to work right or not. Yeah. But I'm getting sick of my my lap getting a little toasty. Yeah. Well, so, too bad a silicone pants. So. But uh, thanks to Jim for sending that email. I sent him an email back and said, "So how do you like Mac OS X thus far?" Like I say, thus in in actual conversations often. Uh, something you wish was there but isn't. Any certain features that make you sit up and say, "Wow." In other words, I wanted to get more feedback on someone that's. Coming from the Windows PC world to the Mac, what did he really think about it? Right. I mean, is there, ah, I wish it did this, but it doesn't. Wow, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. And uh, he replied, go ahead. Uh, OS X is pretty much everything I hoped it would be so far. The best part about it is that everything is actually logical. In my traditional Windows mindset, I was looking too hard for information about the laptop. Basically, I wanted to know how much RAM it thought it had in it, seeing that I upgraded 2 gigabytes. I went into system preferences and scanned around. Finally, I had to ask a friend who works with Max Daily, and he said, just click the Apple logo about this laptop. Duh, that made sense. As for features I wish it had, hmm, I don't see anything as of yet that I've wanted to do that I couldn't. I just wish I should get Delicious, can Delicious Library for free instead of paying 40 bucks for it. While there is some complexity in certain apps, I find that Apple's main slogan, it just works, definitely rings true. I'm still trying to figure out what else I should install. I've put in CyberDuck with Text Wrangler, FireRM, and a few others. OpenOffice I still need to install. And while Dashboard is neat, I haven't found much use for the widgets. Uh, interesting. Uh, and, I'm, and I love getting that kind of feedback, seeing mm -hmm. what new convert. By the way, the delicious software library, I don't know if you know anything about that. No. It's basically a software barcode reader that works with, say, the iChat camera. Mm -hmm. And you point it at your UPC on like uh, DVDs and stuff like that, mm -hmm. and it reads that UPC signal or um, the barcode. Barcode, and it will actually give you a graphical display of what that product is, and it, you build a virtual library on your computer. Cool. So I thought that was pretty neat. Yeah. I, it's one of those softwares that I've always meant to try because it looks really interesting. I just mm -hmm. never have done it. Mm -hmm. And his email kind of made me want to go out and check it out a little bit yeah. more. Honestly, I'm kind of swamped when it comes to. Uh, products to review right now, so you know. Mm -hmm. Although we do have one left, and that's is what was it? Is is what was that program? Pizzas. 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 That's one left that I have to worry about reviewing. Yeah. Um, you want to try pronouncing his last name? Oh yeah, this is Wari Wahab. Wahab. Yeah. Thank you. I, I had uh, quite an extensive back and forth email conversation with Wari mm -hmm. for a while, and uh, he's from the Philippines. And it was real, real curious. Oh, um, Singapore, actually. Yeah, Singapore, I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry, worry. Um, he goes, uh, hey, Tim, just one question. Are foreigners eligible for this contest? Uh, or what if I have a Portland, Oregon address that we that when an item gets shipped there, it will reach my home address in Singapore? Just curious. And what he's asking, the Adobe CS2 contest that yep. we're having right now, 
a lot of people that are entering our contest are not from the continental United States. Yep. And that is fine. We didn't give a restriction, say you had to be no, a there U.S. Are no restrictions. That's right. So Free to the world. That's right. It. Anybody who wants a copy of Adobe CS2 Creative Suite 2 that comes with Photoshop and Illustrator and Acrobat Pro and mm -hmm. all these other applications that are just absolutely fantastic. Mm -hmm. And if you're a graphic professional, this is what you want in your mm -hmm. arsenal of tools. All you have to do is send an email to contest at mymac.com. In the subject line, put Adobe CS2. Yep, and add your name and address in it. To the message. To the message. Yep. And send it to contest at mymac.com. And so you'll be eligible for the drawing, which we will hold next, next week. week. That's right. We've got a lot of people that have signed up for it. Yep. So, But you know what? Your chances are just as good as if you sign up now as if you signed up last week. That's right. If you've already sent an email... Don't bother because I am checking duplicates, and if there's a duplicate, I'm deleting all the duplicates. Mm -hmm. I am not disqualifying anyone for sending in ten emails, mm -hmm. but I am deleting nine of them, so right. you're still only entered once. So, um, he also sent an email two weeks ago. You remember when Apple first introduced Muddy Mouse? Yeah. You got to sing the song. Here I come to save the day. <laughs> Chad didn't know I was going to do that today. <laughs> Uh, you were mentioning about the fact that Apple probably produced the mouse for the Windows people who complain about not having two-button mouse. You might. You also mentioned that this would be good for games, etc. Please note that the Mighty Mouse is a one-button mouse with sensors that tries to predict the state you want. When you depress the scroll, scroll ball, <clears throat> it does not <laughs> click. It's the same base of the mouse, like the Mouse Pro, that provides the click. Same is true with right and left clicking. Uh, go ahead. Let's put this in the context with the games he writes. I play Quake 2. I use the right button for moving forward and the left button for firing my weapon. If I use the Mighty Mouse, I would sneak up on an enemy, then run towards him with the right button. If I try to shoot him simultaneously with my left button, I can't because the mouse is in right-click state and you can't press anything more. That means I'll be running towards my own death by the time I realize what <laughs> happened. I like the Mighty Mouse and I'll probably buy it. It's great for applications, but it's not good for games. I will, it will never work. I'd get a simple and cheap $5 mouse for games or a joystick. There you go. Hope you find this feedback useful. P.S. I like your show a lot. And thank you, Ari. We appreciate your feedback and your own insights into the Mighty Mouse and its operation. <laughs> and we appreciate anybody else's feedback. Simply send an email to the, uh, I was going to say the, no, it's not the, it's just mymacpodcast at gmail.com. And that's what the announcer guy says at the end of our show. Yep. By the way, Adam, the guy who does our voiceover at the beginning and the end of the mm -hmm. show, he entered the contest. He did. Yeah, Good I noticed him. that this morning. I was kind of looking through, making sure there was no duplicates, and I saw his name. And I went, ha-ha, he's still listening. Good I, deal. I, I think he's just listening to hear his voice at the beginning of the show. Well, that's why we listen to it. <laughs> that's what, the, you know. Honestly, though, we listen to, when Chad and I get together, and we always listen to the, the intro music to our song, to our podcast before we mm -hmm. start recording. It gets me so fired up. It's just, I yeah. love our intro music. It's so good. Awesome. It is fantastic. Kevin and Adam are... They should work together. Yeah, they should. I should... A dynamic should, duo. They would podcasting. be really great. That is our show for this week for podcast number 39. Next week, podcast 40, we're going to pick a winner for the Adobe CS2 contest. And yep. maybe we'll start another contest. Pro mm. Probably not. Yeah, we might give it a rest after this. This is a pretty big one. Yeah, this is a huge contest. There's actually been a couple contest or a couple of companies that have contacted us wanting to give stuff away. And while I'm not completely opposed to it, I, I don't want to turn this into the contest show. Mm -hmm. Ooh, listen to the MyMac.com show and you're going to get something free. You know, yeah. that's, that's not really what we're doing. 
and not what we're all about. Hopefully this uh, phone valet software that we're going to be looking at here in, in the coming shows will allow us to do easier anyways, mm -hmm. a call-in show where we can have uh, guests on. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, that may be something to look forward to in the future. We mm -hmm. could even broadcast when we're going to record it and allow people to call, call us while mm -hmm. we're recording. Take calls live. That would be kind of fun. That would be kind of fun to do one like that. That would be neat. Although we'd probably get some pranksters. Yeah. How's your refrigerator running? You know, <laughs> something like that. Um, boy, there was something else I wanted to talk about. Come but on, Chad. Fill the time. I can't think about it. It's driving you me can't crazy. Do well, I can think of a few things, but nothing that's probably fit to be broadcast. But well, let's just let her fly then and call it good. And if you're a company that's going to be ten attending the Macworld Expo and you're looking to increase how many people are going to know about your products and that sort of thing, Chad and I are looking for sponsors for the MyMac.com podcast to attend and broadcast multiple times a day during the San Francisco Expo. Yep. So if you're interested in something like that, send an email to either MyMacPodcast at gmail.com or Tim at MyMac.com. I should say that there are a few very large companies that we're in talks with. There's nothing definite yet. Mm -hmm. I'm not counting on either one, and I'm not getting my hopes up. Yep. Because, you know, when you start dealing with the large companies, uh, you get two or three people within that company that says, this would be great, this is exactly what we that we'd go to the expo for, blah, 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 blah. And you'll get just as many people saying, well, why should we why do we're this? Doing that? We can yeah. do it ourselves. Yeah. Trust me, you couldn't do it yourselves to the extent that Chad and I will do it for you. We're going to have at least five people at this next Macworld Expo covering the show floor. We're going to have photos. We're going to have write-ups. And we're going to have multiple daily podcasts. Yep. But that's only if we can find a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, there'll only be three people covering the show. <laughs> that's right. So there'll only be three. And no podcast. No podcast. Well, there will be a podcast. Oh, we'll be podcasting just but, once, though. But it'll be from here. And, yeah. And that's not to say that it wouldn't be as interesting. Well, mm -hmm. it wouldn't be. Because if we're actually podcasting from the MacBook Expo, man, we can just do some really fun stuff. Yeah. We can go to just multiple vendors, talk to crazy people, mm -hmm. make fun of Sean King and those guys, you know, <laughs> heck alone, you know, watch them do their show, mm -hmm. and we can do our show and, like, sneak up on just heck alone. That would be fun, wouldn't it? Oh, there you go. <laughs> I, I like Sean King. Um, we've got, you know, Sean, Sean King from uh, Your Mac Life, obviously, and mm -hmm. we go way back. Um, anyways, that's our show for this week. Uh, send us feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Make sure you enter the contest if you haven't already. And tune in next week to find out who wins the Adobe CS2 product. Absolutely. See you next week. See ya. Thanks for downloading the MyMac.com podcast. You can subscribe to this podcast at our RSS feed at MyMac.com or by visiting the iTunes Music Store's podcast section. Please send all feedback to mymacpodcast at gmail.com. And thanks for listening to the mymac.com podcast. <laughs>